What's going on, Hawk Nation? Welcome to episode 16 of the HNU Hawkcast. Jake Ward coming at you. I know that I've been away for a little while, but that's because we have had a lot going on in all of HNU athletics. We've wrapped up a couple of sports. We've got some big news for men's golf, and we will have a press conference for men's golf coming at you at the very end of the episode. So make sure you stick around, listen to that, because it's big news for the HNU men's golf team. But we're going to start today by getting you caught up with some of the sports that have wrapped up their seasons. Most specifically, we'll start with women's golf. Now, women's golf took place in the PacWest Conference Tournament this last week, and they finished in fourth out of seven teams. The team finished with a combined stroke count of 953. The leader for HNU at the tournament was Chise Arai, as she had the best HNU finish, landing in 10th place in the tournament by shooting a 17 over par 233. Now, that 10th that place finish gets her a spot on the PacWest All-Tournament team, so great job there by Chise. Hana Lee finished 21st overall and she had a total of five birdies in the tournament and also carded the lowest HNU score in the third round with a two over par 74 so congrats to Hannah there as well. And for women's golf they had a couple of all-conference selections those were announced late last week. On the all-pack west second team is Chise Arai and Sophia Young and on the third team for the all-pack west team is Cameron Kaneshiro. So great Great job there by some of the women's golfers there finishing out the year strong and earning some all-conference selections. Another sport that's wrapped up their season already is softball. Now softball finished up the season at 13-32 and overall and 12-22 and in the PacWest. Now that's an eight-game improvement in PacWest play from the season prior. So the HNU softball team making some strides, finishing up a little better than they did last year. And they finished the year on a somewhat good note as they swept the final home doubleheader of the season that they had against Notre Dame de Namur back on April 27th. Now one of those victories in that doubleheader was an 8-0 win in five innings. It was the first run rule victory that the Hawks have had since March of 2017. That was in game one and then in game two they came from behind not just once but twice in order to walk off an 8-7 victory in eight innings against the Argonauts there. That gave the Hawks five walk-off wins on the season. All of them came at Cottrell Field, normally home of the Gales, but as I like to say on the broadcast every now and again, home of the Hawks, as we just temporarily borrow their facilities. But again, all five walk-off wins this season for the Hawks came on Cottrell Field out there from St. Mary's College. Three of those games finished with a score of 6-5. to five. Now the last two finished 5-4 and then 8-7. So a couple of walk-off wins there for the Hawks this year. Now, the Hawks also had some conference players of the week that we didn't get to catch you up on through the course of the, the latter half of the season. Ali Serta won the Freshman of the Week award for her play back on the week of March 18th to the 24th. Great job there by Allie to be recognized. And then Lindsay Widner wins not just the freshman of the week. No, no, no. She was the PacWest player of the week overall in the entire PacWest for the week of April 22nd to the 28th. That included her performance on April 27th in which the Hawks swept the Argos. She had a pair of doubles in that day. So great job there by Lindsay for that week. 
We move forward to the All Pac West selections for softball, and the Hawks did have one player pop up on the All Pac West third team as Haley Kizzy was a utility selection. She had HNU's second best batting average with 312 average. She also had 11 RBI and was 4 4 in stolen bases. In the pitcher circle, Kizzy had a 3.94 ERA to go along with 59 strikeouts for the year. Kizzy also being named to the All Pac West third team, it is the fifth time in HNU softball history, the Hawks player has been selected for a postseason award, so a good job there by Haley to wind up on the PacWest All-Conference third team. A couple sports that still have their seasons going is baseball. Now, baseball currently has a 16-28 and record. They sit at 10-17 and in PacWest play as they head into their final series this Wednesday and Thursday. It's a four-game series against the Concordia Eagles. Both days are set for doubleheaders at 12 and 3 p.m. again this Wednesday and Thursday, so make sure you guys get down to College of Alameda to witness the Hawks wrap up their 2019 season. Their record as it stands right now is already a four-game improvement from where they were at in 2018, so again, baseball just like softball making strides forward progressing from year to year and they still have the opportunity to add to that win total currently the hawks sit in seventh place however the conference has already been clinched as azusa pacific has already earned the conference victory and they've already gathered that automatic bid to the ncaa division two west regionals so while the conference has already been decided, still a lot to play for for the Hawks. You want to try to get some all-conference selections. Of course, those have not been announced yet with seasons still going. And you want to try to get up into the conference leaders, which we do have some. But I'll bring you that right after we talk about the team leaders for the Hawks. Now, one of the top hitters all season long, he started out the year hot and he's kept it going this year, has been William Ruiz, who leads the, the Hawks in nearly every offensive category. There's only two that he does not lead in. He is the team leader in batting average with 317, on base plus slugging percentage at 932. He leads the team in runs with 31. He has 45 hits. He is tied for the team lead in doubles along with Alante Uribe as they have seven apiece. Leading the way in triples is Carlos Cosio as he has two, but right behind him is Will Ruiz who has one of his own. Ruiz leading the team in big flies as he has five dingers on the year. RBI leader is Ryan Frakes, but again, just right behind him is Will Ruiz with 22. So if Ruiz doesn't lead, he's either in second place and nipping at the heels of the leader. So he's had a great year expecting an all-conference selection. Hopefully, we want to keep our fingers crossed, don't want to jinx anything for William Ruiz. On to the pitching side of things from the mound. Leading the way in ERA for the Hawks overall is Josh Nelson, who comes in with a 2.20 ERA, but the lowest ERA among the Hawks' starting pitchers is Garrett O'Callaghan, as he's just right behind Josh Nelson with a 2.34. Now, O'Callaghan is tied for the team lead in wins, as he has a 4-3 record, while Chris Gann also has four wins. His record on the season is 4-1. Leading the team in saves is Joshua Nelson, as he has five saves on the year. The only shutout this season has come from Garrett O'Callaghan as he got a nine-inning shutout against Hawaii Pacific all the way back on April 27th of this year. O'Callaghan also leading the way in innings pitched as he has 61 and two-thirds cumulative innings pitched this season, and he also leads the way in strikeouts with 71, and the next closest on the Hawks has 29 strikeouts. So not only does O'Callaghan have more than one strikeout per inning pitched, he's also leading by almost... 50 strikeouts to the next closest Hawk on the team. 
And now as we get to those conference leaders, as I mentioned, the only Hawk that you will see on the conference leaderboards is Garrett O'Callaghan as he leads the entire Pac West in ERA with a 2.34. Now, in order to qualify for these conference leaders, you must have pitched at least one inning in every game that you've appeared in. So some players like Joshua Nelson may not qualify in terms of the conference leaders, but Garrett O'Callaghan sure does, and he's number one up there on the ERA conference leaders with a 2.34. Now he also is number two in it, batting average against, that's opposing, opposing hitters hitting against Callahan. He's limiting them to just a 213 batting average, and he clocks in at number four on the strikeout list in the PacWest conference as he sits there, as I mentioned, with 71. One other team that still has their season going is men's golf. And now this is what I was teasing at the beginning of the episode here. Men's golf has had a big week and will have another big week coming up as after not winning a tournament all season long, their best finish was second place as a team in a tournament at the very beginning of the season this year. The Hawks put their best foot forward coming down the home stretch leading into the PacWest Championships as they ended up winning the team at PacWest Championships to qualify for the NCAA Division II South Central and West Regionals. It was a great performance overall as a team by the Hawks, but also individually. They won the first ever PacWest Championships in school history, not just men's golf championships, not just individual sport, but they are the first team to bring home a PacWest Conference Championships win for HNU. And individually, Hite Yang won the individual portion for his first ever collegiate win. He shot a four under par 68 in the final round to climb fast and furiously up those leaderboards and win the individual portion of the conference championships. It was the lowest round shot by any player in the entire tournament, and that conf that tournament win with that 68 landed him on the PacWest All-Tournament team. A great job there by Hite Yang. Now, this will be the third straight time that the Hawks will be appearing in the regional tournament. Now that the conference championships have finished, the all-conference teams for the entire season for men's golf have been announced, and three Hawks find themselves as all-conference selections, one on each the first, second, and third teams. The first team selection is Zach McClure. Now, Zach holds the HNU school record as he carded an 8-under par 64 in the final round of the Mustang Invitational earlier on this season. On second team is your individual PacWest Championships winner, Hite Yang. And moving on to the third team selection, on the all PacWest third team is Anaseto Mandanas. Now, Anaseto is the only freshman to make the all-conference team either on the first, second, or third teams. So a great job there by all three men's golfers on their all-conference selections. Now, the season is not done for men's golf, as I mentioned, because they will be going on to the regional tournament. It's the third straight year that men's golf will be appearing in the NCAA Division II South Central and West Regionals. Now, remember, last year they finished in third place at the regional tournament and qualified for the national championships. And so we are expecting, or maybe hoping, I should say, for another repeat of that performance. Now, we did have a press conference earlier on this week for the men's golf team with men's golf coach of the year for the PacWest, Chris Odinger, something I didn't throw out there to you earlier, but something that is well-deserved for Coach Odinger. Nonetheless, a men's golf coach of the year award. He was there at the press conference to talk about how the team played in the tournament and gearing up for the 
regional tournament coming up, as well as at the turn at the press conference, I should say, was Zach McClure and Hite Yang, your first and second team all-conference selections, and we will have that audio for you in its entirety when we come back after the break. But before we go to that break, the regional tournament will begin this Thursday at the Ledges Golf Club in St. George, Utah, and live scoring can be found online at hnuhawks.com, so make sure you guys are following along with the regional tournament. Follow along at hnuhawks.com for all the latest leaderboard and breaking men's golf news. Now, as I mentioned, we're going to go into a quick break here, but when we come back, we will have the entire press conference audio from earlier this week. Head coach Chris Odinger, all-conference selections Zach McClure and Hite Yang as they talk about winning the PacWest Conference Championships and looking forward to the Division II South Central West Regional. So stick around as we come back on the HNU Hotcast. At the table right now is Chris Odinger, head coach. All right, Chris, um, so you guys just won the first ever PacWest Men's Golf Championships, uh, not only for men's golf, but also in Holy Names history. What does it mean to be on the first team or coach the first team that wins the first ever PacWest Championships? Well, it's awesome. Um, I think we're surprised. We're happy to, like, break through the ice. Um, we, you know, we didn't go there necessarily expecting to win. Uh, that was definitely a goal we had talked about. Um, but, no, awesome experience and glad we could finally break through for the school. So you guys had an individual winner in the tournament as well, Hitei Yang. Uh, speak a little bit about Hitei's performance um, in the tournament. Well, Hitei's performance was pretty special. Um, the way he came down, the way he closed out the tournament at the end was phenomenal. So many birdies. He was chasing all day. He fell behind early, and he chased down in the end and, and won by three. It really kind of brought our team over the hump. We ended up winning the tournament by three as well. Hite's worked hard all year. Um, he's got a special type of work ethic. He's got big goals. I'm very happy to see him win this tournament. And you guys hadn't won a tournament as a team all season. The, the highest finish you had had as a team was second place. And then you guys come up in first at the uh, PacWest Championships. How did that feel to really feel like you put your best foot forward as a team on the biggest stage? That was cool to watch. It had been a tough year. Uh, we had pretty much turned over the whole team this year, a uh, ton of new guys. We got off to a great start in the fall and had worked on perfecting our process of preparing for tournaments all year. It had been a big thing we talked about. We hadn't, we'd had a hard time closing out events. So to put it all together at the very end is special. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, it surprised us. Um, we're super happy that it, that it happened at the right time. And uh, you talked about the turnover. You guys have a completely new five from last year where you made a, a championships appearance to this year winning the PacWest championships. Talk about maybe some of the challenges that this five went through and kind of learning how to play as a team. Yeah, so, well, first off, none of them had played NC2A Division II golf at any point. They played junior college golf, um, had played outside tournaments as individuals. Playing on this level with balancing the academic rigor plus with the travel schedule, all the classes you miss, and then putting them all together to make sure you're prepared for those tournaments is difficult. And I think uh, that's what we struggled with mostly early in the year was balancing life and golf um, and succeeding at both. And, it, you know, I think that was their biggest challenge. It's been nice to watch them learn. Everybody's pretty much coming back next year, so it'll be great to see, you know, what they've learned from this year. But I'm, I'm glad that they finally put that together. Now, you talked about surprising your, yourselves winning the tournament. Um, coming in, you guys were projected maybe around second or third. Does it make it any more special being that you guys maybe were kind of seen as underdogs even after having gone to championships last year? Oh, yeah. It felt good. Every, you know, we knew that other people didn't expect much from us. We went there talking about winning a championship, although you know that was going to be difficult, but we actually be able to do it. Um, 
But it's great because nobody is talking about Holy Names this year winning the conference. They were talking about Academy of Art. They were talking about Dominican. They were even talking about Hilo, um, who we had, you know, pretty much beaten most of the year. So it was it was it's special to to you know wake other people up and let them see us. And now that you guys get to turn your sights to the NCAA Division Two South Central and West Regional, uh, what can we expect coming up for that tournament from you guys? So we went out in the fall uh, for the preview tournament. We finished kind of middle of the pack. I think we finished like 12 out of or 14 out of like 24 teams. It was a big tournament. I think it's a good course for us. The front nine is a course where you can kind of hit the ball all over the place. We have a team that does kind of hit the ball far. Um, and then the back nine is a totally different animal. It's more like you got to kind of keep the ball in front of you, make sure we minimize penalty strokes. I would expect us to uh, light up the front nine and, and try to figure out how we're going to score throughout the week on the back nine. We've been preparing all week for you know what that course all of us most for the most part went to that preview so we've been preparing our games for what that course demands and now what are you expecting out of sort of each individual guy um, I, I know Ite just came up with a big win um, but Zach's been playing well all season it's really been a total team effort so what can we expect from each guy hmm. You know, we don't talk too much about, like, uh, outcomes or results. We talk a lot about process. So what I expect from each one of them is to have already started their process in preparing for this tournament, uh, show up there ready to go. Um, like I just said, they've seen the course, so they know what they're up against. Um, and I expect them to show up and be prepared, and we'll let the outcomes take care of themselves. Is there any team that you're looking to kind of compare with, or are you going in with the mindset of, hey, if we take care of our own, we can we can move on to the next stage? We're going in with nobody expected us to be there, uh, with chips on our shoulders because, you know, we're a young team. Nobody expected anything really from us this year, and there's no pressure on us. So, I mean, we, we feel light, and we're just happy to still be playing. And then last question, is there anything that you would like to add in general about how the season has gone, maybe other challenges that nobody has seen that you guys have went through, maybe how you guys have bonded as a team, or anything just last, last preparation for the tournament? Well, I think what's interesting about this team is we've had, for it being brand new, generally it's hard to recruit like a big class and have a lot of guys contribute. And we've had like six, seven guys in and out of the lineup this year. Uh, so I think one of the things we had to overcome was what is our, who is our best five guys? And it took quite a while for each person to figure out where they fell into the roster. Um, and it seems like that has kind of fallen into place now. And you see a lot of confidence in the guys where they didn't have it earlier in the season. So. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Coach. Good luck. Thank you. Next question, Coach. Now, um, now that we come into the, uh, the postseason, given this is a three-day tournament when most of the regular seasons, with the exception of the Backwest Championships, has been two days, does that change your preparation given it's given it's just eighteen holes each day versus you know teams who are used to playing Monday, Monday, yeah. Tuesday versus Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? How, how does that change your, your approach as a coach? I don't think it affects the way we prepare for it leading into the tournament, but what we do each day between the rounds uh, gives the guys time if they want to to go you know touch up on their games a little more, but also gives us time to reset. And, you know, one of the things when you have a tournament with a practice round and then three days of golf is it's, it's hard to keep your mind locked in for, you know, five hours, one round of golf, much less, you know, four days. So I think it's really important when we have these, these tournaments that are dragged out to separate from golf and get away from the game for a little bit so that when we come back the next day, we're fresh. Do you have any questions on the floor for uh, Coach Chris Unger? Yeah, Coach, um, as you head into this tournament, I understand that you're behind the process over the product and, and not worrying about the outcome. What are some of your concerns um, that this tournament faces 
that you guys haven't seen so far this season? Well, this is the first tournament we've gone into where we won the tournament before. So I'm a little concerned that maybe the guys are already thinking about outcome, having tasted victory and having won it again. So going there thinking more about the outcome than the process. Um, so that's my job to make sure that they're focused. Again, I keep saying it, but on the process, how they prepare, how they set themselves up each day rather than the outcome. I think that's always been our biggest problem. Any more questions? Okay. Thank you. That was head coach Chris Owen here. Well, thanks. Awesome. Um, so, uh, guys, first question for both of you will be, um, you guys have been a part of the first team to ever win a PacWest championship in school history, not just in the sport, but for the entire school. What does it mean to be on that team that brings home the first title? Uh, I'm just, I'm just, we're just honored to be the champion of the PacWest championship. I mean, we are, we, we were working hard, and then we didn't really get the result that we were expecting this, this season. But we are glad that we finally got the result that we wanted to get it. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, all season we've been practicing and working at courses where we see a lot of the guys that were on the team last year, and they always constantly reminded us about the run that they made. And um, it really was a big motivator for us. Um, it was, it was a grind all year, and so to finally put it all together at the end, like Coach Oninger said, um, it was probably as rewarding as it could have been. Does it give you a, a little extra um, comfort knowing that even though they made it to the championships, they didn't win a PacWest title, and now you guys already have that under your belt? Well, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, we have to disassociate from that team a little bit because we are a completely different five, and uh, we kind of have to set our goals um, for what we think we're capable of and, and kind of like Coach said, our process and, and not really focus on years past. And then you guys mentioned how it was a little bit of a tough year kind of not getting the results. Can you guys uh, sort of um, explain kind of the grind that you guys went through starting with you, Zach? Well, I started the spring uh, very well coming out of winter break where I was able to work hard and immediately I my game kind of left me for the first couple tournaments. And so um, every week I kind of could see that my game was getting better. Um, and my best finishes were towards the end of the year, so um, I'm just proud of the work that I put in, and it's nice to always see the uh, the positive results following it. For me, I was just keep working hard, even though I didn't really get the result that I wanted to get. And like I'm pretty sure we all had a pressure because we never played NCAA before. And like obviously for me, I was disappointed about my game, but I was just keep working hard and be patient. And then yeah. That was helpful. And then, uh, Hita, this question is for you. So coming into the tournament, you, you guys had kind of been picking it up, and then you ended up shooting a 68 in the final round, a tournament best to end up working your way up the leaderboard uh, to finish with the tournament victory. How did that feel for your first ever tournament win? I'm just really honored. Um, I was just try to, like, you know, keep thinking about the present, not like a result or outcomes. And then I'm glad that I ended up winning the tournament and our team won the tournament. And then so you guys are getting ready to, to go to the, uh, the South Division, South Central, West Regional, sorry. Um, and this is a course you guys have seen before. So what do you sort of expect being that you've already played that once before? I was fortunate enough to play in the tournament. Um, Hite couldn't travel with us that week, so we're going to have to catch him up on the golf course a little bit. But 
Um, he's, he's good everywhere he plays, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. But having that, ex- that extra experience, having three rounds on that golf course already, um, I think it does give us a little bit of an advantage, even though we are kind of coming in as an underdog. And then you guys will probably face a little bit more pressure. Obviously, it's going to be a, a bigger tournament. How do you sort of go about just focusing on maybe what you're doing and not focusing on some of the external pressure? Well, one thing that's nice, too, is um, Chris put together a schedule where we are traveling a lot throughout the spring. So we've competed against most of the teams that will be in this field. So I think that makes it a lot easier to not have to worry about specific teams that you haven't played yet and aren't sure what they're going to bring. Um, and I think that frees you up to kind of focus uh, on just what your five guys are going to do and what you're going to do as an individual. Well, I, I think, like, for me, I'm just going to play, like, other same tournaments. Even though it's a bigger tournament, I'm just going to put the same effort and I'm not going to think it's a special, and yeah. Now, given that most of the regular season you played, you you'd play one day, the first day you'd play 36 holes, and the, and the next day you'd play 18, how, how different of an adjustment is it to play 18 holes three separate days, and, and could you use that to your advantage, or, um, or do you see more of a challenge with that? Yeah, I think playing 36 holes is just really tough because you have to keep, like, keep the con- concentration on it. For like nine hours straight, so I mean that, that's the reason I was like trying to figure it out. How can I keep the concentration for thirty six holes? Yeah, physically playing two rounds of golf in one day versus one, um, you have to pace yourself more. It's more of a, a a marathon, not a sprint. Where you're playing eighteen holes in one day, there might be a little bit more pressure um, from beginning of the day to end of the day because you're only playing half as many holes as you normally do. Um, but I think you just had, have to stick to it and take it each hole at a time and each shot at a time. And then you guys have came down the backstretch like we talked about with Coach Odinger, uh, sort of playing your, your best golf at the end of the season, kind of hitting the right stride. How do you think that will kind of carry you through the regional tournament? Well, of course, I do have a confidence, but I'm just like putting the same effort in it. I'm not like thinking anything different. So... Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just thinking about the process, not the result. I think finishing strong gives you a nice confidence boost, knowing that historic, over the last couple of weeks we have been playing our best golf. Um, and I think there's no reason why this week we can't play better than we did last week, uh, given the amount of work that we've put in. Anyone else on the floor have a question? Yeah, considering there are 20 teams in the tournament uh, this weekend for you guys, what do you think would be a successful finish for you guys? What place would you guys be happy with? Well, I think the fact that we're going there is just honored. So I, I don't really care about like any result. I think the most important thing is just beating yourself, so that like beating your team, not like other other team. Yeah, I think uh, if we can walk onto the plane on Saturday night all agreeing that we put our best effort forward and, and played as good as we can, whether or not we have another couple weeks of season going to the Nationals. Um, just the, the self-belief that we did the best we could is, is all that we're looking for. And is there any final thing that you guys would like to add, maybe about the, the grind through the season, uh, getting ready for final preparation for the tournament, or anything else that um, you haven't been asked about today? I think uh, this year there's been a little bit of adversity, so it's nice to um, kind of take your lumps early and then to come out on top just speaks to um, our team. We're a bunch of grinders and we just work hard and it might not always be pretty, but um, 
we're the last team from the Pac West still standing, so it's nice to be rewarded for that. Yeah, nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for your time. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Well, that's all we have for episode 16 of the HNU Hotcast. Hawk Nation, I'd like to thank you for joining us and make sure that if you see them on campus or if you have them on social media, however you can do it, send a huge congrats and good luck to the HNU men's golf team as they get ready to take part in the NCAA Division II South Central and West Regional from the Ledges Golf Club in St. George, Utah. Again, that starts on Thursday. Make sure you follow along the live scoring on HNUHawks.com. And one last item of note, HNU summer camps are back up and running. Summer camps will begin in June and run all through the months of June and July. So if you're looking for something to do for kids age 6 to 13 and even some elite camps in there ages 13 to 18, make sure you guys check out hnuhawks.com for all the latest summer camp info. So that's been episode 16 of the HNU Hawkcast Hawk Nation. We will see you next time right here.